online viewers, we bless you. We thank you for visiting with us on this morning. My name is Minister Darlisa Hall. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, we just come to you, Father God, with our hands lifted up, Father God, with our hearts open to receive, Father God, the word of the Lord, Lord God, because we know it's only by the word of the Lord that a mind shall be changed, Lord God. So we just bless you, Lord God. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise, Lord God. We thank you for allowing us being found in the house of the Lord one more time, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that we not only just come to get something, Father God, we be, but we also come to give something, Lord God. We give you our hearts, our minds, and we praise you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord God. We ask you, Father God, to order our steps in the Lord, Lord God. Fix it, Jesus. Father God, whatever it is, Father God, that you know your people are in need of, Lord God, I'm asking you, Lord God, to give it to them, Lord God. Who can praise a God that don't bless them? Who can honor God if, if, that, if that person, Father God, is not being blessed? Father God, bless them so, Father God, that they will praise you, Lord God, and show forth your glory, Lord God. And tell every woman, boy, and girl, Lord God, what Jesus has done. Give them a testimony, Lord God. Give them a testimony, Lord God. Show your goodness and, and favor in their lives, Lord God. And Father God, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for being God all by yourself. Father God, we welcome you into this place, Lord God. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord God. Do what only you can do. Set free, deliver, and heal, Lord God. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
Chaser, can you just lift your hands and just begin to worship him? With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise, with a heart of thanksgiving, I bless
Good morning, good morning, good morning. I pray that all is well with you on this beautiful morning. I greet you this morning on behalf of your event planning committee just to give you a few details of an upcoming event. Um, as we prepare to worship in our holiday season, we have planned a Christmas social for the members of this church. So we are asking you to come out and join us on Sunday, December the 11th, um, right here in the Family Life Center in the uh, executive lobby. Um, we want to have a good good time with each other. So we're ha uh, planning a fellowship full of fun, food, games. Um, we are asking also that you come with a wrapped gift with a, a value of at least $10 so we can do a gift exchange. It's not required, but we are asking just to add to that fellowship so we can do a little gift exchange. Um, we're wanting you to sign up. Of course, we want to prepare properly for you. So we, um, we're asking that you sign up out in the foyer. There is a couple of members of the event planning committee there. Um, we want to prepare to make sure we have enough um, refreshments for everyone. Um, dress as you please. If you want to come in your Christmas attire, we, we encourage that. Your Christmas sweaters or the festive colors. We just want to have a good time um, worshiping in the holiday season and just um, loving and fellowshipping with each other. So I hope to see you all um, on Sunday, December the 11th from 4 to 6 p.m., just a couple of hours after our service that day. But come out and let's fellowship together um, as a Zion Hill family as we worship in the holiday season. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. It's time for us to give. Amen, amen. I thank God for a spirit of giving in this house. I am pleased to report, according to our honorable CFO, most many churches are on the decline, but we actually gave more this year than we do last year. Amen. So we are grateful to all of you for your faithfulness and for your giving. The Bible says don't be weary in well-doing. There's something called due season. You're bound to reap if you don't give up. The question must be asked, how much will you reap? How much will I reap? The Bible also answers that question. And the word of God says, Be not distressed. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that's what it's going to reap. People that sow sparingly, they will reap sparingly. People that sow bountifully, they will reap bountifully. Let me encourage you to get in the habit of giving. Because the quality of your giving corresponds to the quality of your reception. So please, we have no need to be jealous of one another. You are very much in control of your own future when it comes to financial blessing. You sow bountifully, 
you reap bountifully. You, sh- you sow grudgingly. Well, good luck with that. All minds clear. I'll see you at the top. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray for every sower in the house. I pray, oh God, that you will continue to bless them, that you will continue to honor them and increase them. Lord, I pray, oh God, not so much for their sake, but that the world will know you are faithful to your word. I thank you for increase, wealth and riches in their house, in their homes, upon their children, in Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. Let's give for the glory of God.
grateful to all of you for being here. Do we have any guests in the house? Let me see your hand if you are here for the first time. We just want to celebrate you. We are grateful to those of you who are watching online. And thank you for those of you that are watching and listening on radio. It's a blessing to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. Uh, today we are honored to have our own pastor, George Mitchell, and his lovely wife, amen, in the house. And if you know this man of God, you will know that he's been truly devoted to this church ministry. And we are grateful that God used him, and we're glad to have him back. He's now in Seattle, Washington, and he, he was going to go there and join the football team over there. And I tried to talk him out of it, but he said, Rev, I've heard from the Lord. I said, now you need to hear from your pastor too. And bless God, as soon as he got to Seattle, Washington, the quarterback resigned. So now he's back with us. <laughs> we love this man of God. He's truly, truly a help, not only for this church, but for your pastor. I always say, never forget days of small beginning. So after we greet one another, amen. Not only did he serve us here, he's, he's serving over there in Seattle, Washington. Because the Lord is using him there. And will you believe not a single week passed by that he doesn't check on me? Every week. That's a true, true devotion. He will say, I'm just calling to check on you. We are praying for you, Pastor. Lord knows every pastor needs that. Sometimes when we are praying for people, we wish somebody will pray for us. And we appreciate you, man of God. Amen. Thank you for all your giving. You may not know this, Pastor. Your wife always send us money. Amen. So if she was doing that without your permission, now you know. You know I tell everything. <laughs> so, so we're going to invite all of us to get up and say hello to one another. And after our greetings, the next voice you're going to hear is that of Pastor... George Edward Mitchell. Let's all stand. What a fellowship.
to God. For this is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's good to be home. It's good to be home. Every soldier has a permanent home of record. Regardless of where you go, you got a place they can always send you back to. Or you got a place you can always sneak off to. Be it known to this church that we are not physically here, but we're here. Sometimes we Zoom without the video, and sometimes we watch the services. When Shirley is testifying, the praise team is doing what they do, but it's just good to be in a place that you ain't got to watch your back. Hallelujah. Let's do what we're here to do. This morning, I just want to share a word with you from the Lord. In the book of Psalms, in that 96th Psalm, here's what it says. Psalm 96. It says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen. His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering. Come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh. For he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Let's pray. Gracious Father, thank you for this chance to share your word of God to penetrate the hearts where we may hear your word and do accordingly bless this place 
Bless this place. Bless this place. Bless this place. It's your place. And we're grateful, Lord. Now go with us. Go with us, Lord. Soften our hearts that we may hear and be doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. A lot of stuff going on in the world today. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. The message today is it's time to make that change. There's a song that the Winans did that said, People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little love, a little bit of love sent by one from above. What in the world, what is the world coming to? Seem like everyone is running from the truth. We must stand up and fight. Walk into the light. We're the people. We can do it. If we try. God will redeem the time against evil. It's time, people of God, to make that change. We are the people that can do it. It's not a message of condemnation. But it's actually a message of exaltation. We are the people ordained by God to be the family of God. One thing for sure, there's definitely a need for change today. It's time to reclaim our true existence in this world. November 13, 2022. As I look around, what I see would indicate just some simple observations. Things ain't looking real good. They are all discombobulated. <laughs> it appears the church is a place where certain folks gather from time to time to conduct some form of community or function activity that requires use of this building and of its people. It's taken on uh, the appearance of a political forum for the pseudo-religious politicians camouflaged under the umbrella of Christianity. They hide in a fictitious movement that rise, raises concerns that are nothing more than a distraction from the truth. But in all of that, they seem to captivate the mind and the heart in a religious state of being. The truth is, God is love. However, there's never been a platform based on the truth. The platform monopolizes the heart and the moral judgments of people to believe that mess is important. Some of the folks even, even masquerade in a pompous conservative mannerism and have the audacity 
to identify themselves as having the ability to attract and influence others. Don't get it twisted. It's not just the politicians. It's us too. To the outsider, all of this has the appearance of a prestigious social elite club. Sunday mornings, which has always traditionally been known as a day of worship, appears now to be a day of rest. I've heard a lot of folks call it a family day, just not in the church. It's time to make that change. The builders will become to worship, to fellowship, and to sing praises to the Lord are empty from a lack of attendance and seemingly, seemingly, they are cold from the absence of the presence of the Lord. We sing, we sing, we shout. But there is an emptiness. No God, just noise. The people of God must make that change. We recognize the church isn't just a building we refer to, but it's also a place of a gathering place for the saints. It's a coming together of people called out as believers in Jesus Christ, led by the Holy Spirit. Now, before us, we have the things of the world that seem to confuse us. They've caused us to be wishy-washy, uncertain about things that we should know, that we know, that we know. However, we have an astronomical responsibility ahead of us today. People are turning away from the faith. They are choosing not to trust God. People are more inclined to believe the science of a thing because it sounds logical and convincing and it even tickles the emotion. It may even be a good religion, but it has no place in the spiritual world. It's, it's frightening because there doesn't seem to be much difference between the people of God and the people of the world. There has to be a lifestyle, a living, a life living whereby you have been set free. And you know that you know that you know that you know. Scripture declares, and you shall know in John 8, 32, 36, it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. God's intention in establishing the church is to be his examples in this sin filled world it's not to be entangled in a buddy buddy system whereby one's integrity is compromised but that this world can see 
and know that the love of God still lives. The love of God is still real. That the love of God still exists today. We are those folks called out, sanctified, that others may see the glory of God in the lives that we live. And sanctified is to be set apart to a sacred, sacred purpose. Sometimes we have a problem with this one right here. Free from sin. Free from sin. Productively holy. Productively holy. I used to hear a statement that was said, and, and I, I, I used to make fun of that statement. Uh, I've lived, let's see, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and lived free from sin all day. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and, free, and, and, and lived free from sin all day. Here, here's where my challenge was with that. Some of the folks that I, used to, that, that I heard saying that, I knew of them. Because they were where I was. And, and at that time, I didn't ever lie. I was in church. I was there, dutifully. But I was not saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I definitely didn't live free from sin. But I wondered how people could stand and make such a proclamation knowing they were lying. And now that I've kind of come kind of around a tad bit, I realize that it's a lifestyle. Not the lying part, but the living free from sin. Now, we, we and, and I always said, you can't do that. But, but here's, here's the truth of the matter. If you're led by the Spirit, and you walk in the spirit. And we're talking about the spirit of God. God is sinless. So in that manner. You can live free. From sin. But it's a constant thing. It's not. I woke up this morning. With my mind stayed. On Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not that. It's getting up in the morning and giving it to God. And as you walk through the day, giving it to God. Because without that, you're going to sin. I'm not, I'm not saying you might sin. I'm saying if you don't do that, you are going to sin. Now, what degree of sin? See, sin is sin. So, to what degree you sin, whether or not you... you Sin is sin. Let's leave it at that. Let's, let's stay there. When it comes to people of the world, we sound just like them in our talk. We act just like them in our lack of faith and our lack of trust in God. We dance just like they do. To music, that sounds just like theirs. And we even seem to think much like the world does. 
The word of God declares no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It cannot happen. So it's time to make that change. How do we do that? There are four things that we, we want to share that will make that difference. First is communion. Not the, the sacrament. The people of God must establish and maintain an intimate relationship with God. We do this through communicating, communion with God, a personal act of giving, of receiving. Think about, think about, think about this. Think about when you were trying to establish that relationship with that uh, person and you wanted it to be a long-lasting, permanent relationship, you pulled out your best mag. You, you pulled your best mag. You, you, you could not afford to showboat. You had to make sure that what you were doing was going to imprint you into that situation. You couldn't afford to lack anything. So you made sure that you put your best foot forward. You made sure that everything you did made an impression. Everything you did. So it was the communicating of your time and your energy. And I'm saying communion with God. Time, energy, focus on establishing a relationship solid with God. Communication is more than a run in your mouth. Communication is your ability to listen. When you were putting your best foot forward, the one thing you never, ever did was not heard what she said. You didn't. And vice versa. Women, women got a little easier. And it's easy for me to say that because I ain't a woman. So women got a little easier because... They don't have to impress us. All they have to do is be who they are. Just be who you are. It ain't that simple for us. You have to pull out your best game, your A game. You, you got to pull out your A game. And part of that A game is sometimes you got to shut your mouth and listen. Now, you're not just listening to what's being said. You have to listen more so to what's not being said. And oftentimes we miss it because we're waiting to hear something that was heard, but you missed it because you're trying to determine, you're trying to determine what she said, and she didn't say it, she done it. And you missed it. When you're trying to establish a relationship with God, you have to listen. You got to be on your best behavior. You have to listen. You got to listen. 
You got to get into his word. You got to be led by his spirit. You got to understand that's who you are now. It's an ongoing process. It's not something that you're going to just do today. And you remember talking about being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and live free from sin all day? There's a process by which this can be done. But then process involves you being attentive to who God is. And staying in tune with who God is. See, I like to listen to... Uh, I ain't going to talk about Barry White. But I love jazz. I do. But when I'm seeking to achieve a, a, a relationship with God, I can't put my jazz on. I have to be in a mode that is, 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 is simplistic to what I'm reaching for. And so if I'm reaching for jazz... God can tickle my eyes real easy. But if I'm seeking something that man can't give, I have to make sure I'm doing something that man can't give. And if God is the giver of what I need, then I've got to go beyond what I'm able to reach on my own and seek out God and stay there. So that's what makes the difference in your walk. That's what makes the difference in your walk. You remember when Jesus was no longer able to face to face with God as he did when he was in heaven? He prayed often. And he prayed purposely to maintain an intimate communication with God. We have no excuse. Communicating is communion with God. Communion is conversing with God. And the ongoing establishment of the joy of the relationship. Nehemiah, when he was given instructions, Nehemiah said to the congregation, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible tells us that, that we were created for the glory of God. Isaiah 43 and 7. Yet glorifying God is not something we do after communion with God. But as we commune with him. And in doing this, it's a constant reminder that God comes to us in love. God comes to us in love. It's communion with God. That's how we were created to conduct ourselves. It's about loving God. It's about loving God. And then to make that change, not only is there has to be communion, there has to be fellowship. In the New Testament, it, they, they refer to the word koinonia, which is partnership. And the essence of partnership is the unity of purpose. Pastor shared this morning about being in unity. When you're, when you, when you're unified, 
and you're building, you can get to heaven just by being unified on one accord. Fellowship with God is, is agreement with him in all things, not just in the things you want to do. You, you know how you have a tendency to, when something doesn't apply to you, or at least you, you think it doesn't, uh, you don't give it much emphasis. You don't give it much application to your life. But fellowship with God is in total agreement with all things of God. But not only do we have fellowship with God the Father, but we also have fellowship with Jesus, his son Jesus, and the precious Holy Spirit. The only way that fellowship is possible is through the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that makes fellowship possible. When we repent of our sins and trust in Jesus, the result is that we live in fellowship. We have to begin to allow the word of God to speak to us. Now, there are some things that's at odds with, that, that's strictly in odds with fellowship. And it's simple. <laughs> the Bible says, the mind governed by flesh that does not submit to God's law and is in friendship with the world. God is light, and light cannot have fellowship with darkness. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie. And we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us. Purifies us. You can walk free from sin. When you are in fellowship with God, you're trusting in Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You believe that in all things God deserves to be glorified. You spend time reading the Bible, fasting and praying in pursuit of spiritual wisdom and understanding so you can grow into the knowledge of God. So your walk is different. Your talk is different. Everything about you is different. We glorify him by submitting to his will and obeying his commands. But from everlasting to everlasting, the love of God is with those who fear him. Communion is essential. Fellowship is essential. It's time to make the change. We're living in a world that we're just a part of a world. We're living in a world where we have no voice. Yet we say we serve a God who can do all things. We serve a God who is, who is able to do all things but fail. And yet we take a seat to the things of the world that goes on around us. 
So there has to be communion. How do you make that change? You've got to be in communion with God. There has to be in fellowship with God. And then submission. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. You've got to learn to submit. What used to really get me was I thought I knew something. And I just do it based on what I thought I knew. And God has been showing me, you don't know nothing. You don't. God will allow you to do the things of your heart. He will allow you to fall flat on your face. But he'll pick you up. Now, after you hit your face a couple times on that ground, you begin to learn. Google defines submission as the action of the yielding to a superior force. I like it when they, they take out God and they a superior force or the authority of another person. Submitting simply means putting others before yourself. It means not always doing what you want to do. It means putting God's desires above your desires. That's sometimes difficult because you think you heard from God. And I've always heard pastors talk about the three voices. Yours, the devil's, and God's. And the voice that we hear is the one you want to hear. That's usually the voice that you hear. Not the one you need to hear. But it's the one you want to hear. There is something you want to do. And you know if you ask God in wisdom... God's going to say no. But you also know that if you ask God, God will allow you the desires of your heart. So in your, your intelligence, uh, you, you, you word it in such a way that you know God is going to say yes. And that's only because the God that you're hearing is you. And it's not God. But we, we, we fake and we make it believe as though we, we gave it to God and God rewarded us with an answer. But be it known that it was you and not God. Another difficult thing I had when talking about submission, and we need to know this because the church needs to, the, the, the church needs to take that change, make that change. Submission to me had always been kind of a uh, bad word. It, submit means to put yourself out there. Um, but when I realized, as God fills you, when you allow yourself to be open to the word, God will, will show you that submission Submission is powerful and it's filled with power and not what we think. 
Submission, the way we see it, or the way I saw it, was to lower my standards. It was, and, and I'm trying to think of the, it was, uh, it was giving up of who I am to be who you want me to be. And that's the way I saw it. So I held on to my integrity. And I was not going to allow anything or anyone to have control over me. So in doing so, you, you, you always de 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 devise or de design a word. See, submission meant going along with the situation as long as it didn't interfere with my integrity. And God is saying, again, it's, sometimes it's, it's embarrassing when God's talking to you because he, he just put it out there. Uh, who do you think you are? So, sometimes we, we have a tendency to think we are somebody. And so <clears throat> in thinking you're somebody, you have a tendency to protect your integrity. And, and, and God is showing, has shown me that you're not protecting your integrity. You're showing your lack of integrity when you refuse to submit. I used to believe that God would only put godly people in front of you to submit to. But, you know, amazingly, God put people in your path to submit to because the real submission is not to the person, it's to God. And if you're not willing to submit what God put in front of you, then you're not worthy to submit to him. God knows that you're not going to do what's required to do. He gives you an opportunity. No, I don't like that. But I got more smarts than that, that brother there. I mean, you know, I got a master's degree. And, and I don't even think he finished high school. So how is he going to tell me what to do? And, and right there, anything God had from me, he just put it on the back burner. Because you weren't ready for it. God will allow people in your path just so you can bless, so he can bless you by your submission. In the church, we are, should be the most submitted people there is, but we're not. We are not. Sometimes we are so important, only certain people can come through those doors. The church is empty this morning. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The church is empty. We have the excuse, well, the pandemic. The pandemic is over. Let me, let me make sure you understand. There was a state of, 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 of concern a few years ago where it was major. Now, the concern now should be, let's put this thing back in God's hand and begin to walk the way we need to walk. So it shuts some doors. It, it knocks some things out. But God is saying, what are we going to do now? It's time to make that change. No church anywhere should be empty. But I'm starting with this church. They're not going to come just because the doors are open. We got to get out there. But you got to be, you, you got to have a get out there spirit. You can't go out there and just tell folks, you need Jesus. Because the truth of the matter is, if you go on talking like that, you need Jesus. Take Jesus with you. Let's go out here and, and win souls. 
The Bible says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, yes, he was talking about on the cross, but you need to understand that you can't save nobody. You can only sow a seed. And the seed is the intent. To pro the productiveness of the seed lies in what is shared, the word of God. And as you go forth and give, you water the seed. The water will grow. The seed will grow. You water it. Submit. It ain't going to hurt you. It ain't going to hurt you. It ain't going to hurt you. It, it may seem like you're hurt, but you're not hurt. In fact, can you imagine if Jesus had not submitted? You wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about communion or fellowship or none of that good stuff. You, you can just, in fact, you can live like hell. Because you was going to hell. <laughs> you know, there is so much available to the Christian today. We got to stop allowing stuff and start doing what we're supposed to be doing. Winning souls. Winning souls. Don't be afraid to pray, pray for people. I remember the first time somebody asked me to pray. I said, okay, I will. Because I didn't know how to really pray for people out in public. I mean, was I going to say the right words? Was I going to have the right tone in my voice? I didn't know. I, I didn't. So I would always say, and, I, and now I know people were expecting you. You say you were God-fearing. You say you love the Lord. You say you were saved. You say you have a, a relationship with him. I'm just asking you to speak a word over my life. And you tell me, okay, what's your name? I'll pray for you later. That's what I did. I know you don't do that. No, you good. Y'all don't do that. I did. I did because for one, uh, I wasn't always in. The, I wasn't always in a position that God heard me. When He says, "But you know, you know when you when you doing something you ain't got nothing to do, and somebody see you, and they come come to you." talking about Jesus stuff and you trying to you really trying to move out of the direction I'm trying to get in a different direction and they, they slow me down you know and they saying pray for me okay brother I pray for you you know and I have to, and I, I do have to answer for that because oftentimes I didn't even know the name I could say Lord pray for that brother that I met the other day you, you, know, you know when I was leaving that place where I was <laughs> you know We've got to get beyond that. The church, the churches are empty today because people don't believe they need to come to church. People don't believe, believe they need to come to church. They, they, they are doing, they can, they can stay home and watch TV. I, I don't, I'm trying to make sure she's not in the house for a bus. I ain't going to say that. There are, there, my family, some of my family, my daughter's watching Overland Dallas and she goes to church. But some people have made it a point to watch television. Now, is there something wrong with that? No. But forsake not the assembly. You can't reach out and touch that TV and get a feeling. You need to be in God's house. And when people come to the church, stop running them out. Stop running them out. You, you know, we, we got to open our doors. We can't make that change. That change got to be made in here first. 
when you make that change, God will bless you. When you align yourself with the word of God, God will bless you. There are things God is waiting to do in our lives, but we haven't stood up and positioned ourselves so he can do it. Communion with God. Communion with God. Communicate. Listen. Fellowship. Be available. Walk in the spirit. Submit. Submission. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. Allow God to be in control. And then lastly, you got to be obedient. There has to be obedience. Uh, it, it, it does no good to communicate with God if you're not being obedient. I preached a sermon a few weeks ago and I talked about acceptance, receiving and accepting. And many times I realized we receive the word of God. You're receiving the word of God now. But some of us will not accept it. You say, well, receiving is accepting. No, I beg to differ. The sister with the roaches in her house that has a big heart, she loves the Lord. She fixed you a nice pound cake. One of butter pound cakes. She made it and she brought it to you. She put it in your hands and you received it. You received it. The acceptance of that receipt comes in when you partake in it. But that cake didn't make it beyond your car. You got rid of that cake. You didn't, you received it, but you did not accept it. We hear the word, we hear the word, we receive the word. But we're not accepting the word. When are we going to begin to, ex- to accept the word? We've got to move beyond just receiving and move to acceptance. Acceptance is the life. That pound cake. Had it been received and accepted, might have been fulfilling. However, you didn't accept it. Obedience. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. In a dying, loved, unloved generation of people, there is a tremendous need for love. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Nothing is more important than living a life that pleases God. Walking in obedience. 
as we move into this new arena, the psalmist talks about a new season, a new, a new day, a new song, giving glory and honor to God. We've got to begin to live the word. We've got to begin to give God his due. Nothing will ever become of you without God. It's time to make that change. What is the change? The church has to be that hospital. The church has to be the place where, where people can come, come and, and see the love of God. Can see the power of God. Can experience the love of God. Can know that there are people in that place that loves them. The church, not the building, is you and I. And that change is from inside out. You can't put on that change. It has to be an, it's an internal process. It has to be God or nothing at all. So you can begin to say, if you do the right things, you can begin to say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and have lived free from sin. And I always thought it was impossible, but it's not. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I have lived free from sin. When I start my day in him. When throughout the day. Minute by minute. I'm trusting God. I'm talking to God. I'm loving God. I'm giving God everything about who I am because it's his life I'm just I'm just grateful that he allowed me to 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 live in it rent free rent free yeah it, it's some folks say rent to own I, I, I don't want to own it I just want to know the love of God is in me the songs that we sing ministers to us the songs we have to make that change because we don't know who is sitting in the audience contemplating suicide they came to get their last church service so when they leave here they can go and overdose blow their brains out or something you have to make that change that's how serious this thing is Politicians are not the problem. The problem is we follow them. We give them the egos. We build them up. They should be coming to us. And every piece of advice they need is here. We should be writing the bills. I, I'm not just talking now. You, you have to hear. It's time to make that change.
it's time we reclaim who we truly are. We're just not a building on the side of the road. In, in Seattle, there's a, uh, there's a church, a liquor store, and a weed store. <laughs> there's a church, big church, and there's a liquor store, Sometimes on the other side. But there's a weed store. Weed, marijuana. <laughs> marijuana. And you can go in the store and buy any degree or any quantity of marijuana. You, you can. And it amazes me the church parking lots. Uh, uh, they, they got two, three people. They got two, three. And the two or three riding their own cars. The liquor store got an ongoing traffic. The weed store is full. And you know, it's not just, it's ongoing. It is. I wanted to, and I still ain't, I have to ask the Lord to do it this, when I do it. I wanted to go inside one just to see. I did. So I can do that now. Couldn't do that some years ago. You, you know, y'all laugh, but some of y'all still can't go. Some of y'all still can't go. I liked smoking weed when I was smoking weed. I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, and I'm, I'm, my wife told me, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting it down, baby. But I want to go inside to see they have so much track. Their traffic is, is just amazing. And it's not just, y'all, you know, it's not just the young folks. <laughs> if you go at the right time, you catch the preacher there. You catch the preacher. You catch the deacon. Uh, but I'm, here's what I'm saying. It's time to make that change. We are the people that can do it. If we try. The word of God is simple. It's our roadmap To do all that we need to do. The church needs to be visible. It needs to be visible. In a world filled with sin. And people need to see that you, you saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost. And have lived free from sin. People need to see that in you. Co-workers, when you walk in, conversations need to change. In fact, it should be to the point to where those conversations are not even allowed again, not because you open your mouth, but because your presence dictated something different. Christians nowadays just have a name. And, and I, I often ask, is it Christ that they call themselves Christians? Or is it Christina, my mama? And they're just saying, they took the A and the N and switched it around. I ask that because when you look like them, when you sound like them, when you dance like them, when you sing like them, they have nothing to look up to. Nothing. At all. 
I wanted to come and shout and impress y'all. But I want to leave here knowing that you have an understanding of where you need to be today. God needs to know that Pineville is on the map. It's on the map because we are going to make that change. We're equipped and we're going to do it. We're not going to sign a petition to move the liquor store. The business is just going to shut down. But, but, but don't, go, don't go and load up before they close. Uh, you, you need, see, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. There are things that I've done that I, I, I know, I know beyond, I know some things. And if the liquor store was closing and I got a wind of it, I was gone. Uh, but we need, we're God-fearing people. We're God-fearing people. You have to begin to do things differently. These churches should never be empty. In fact, it's time to make that change. People are not trusting God because they don't have a reason to trust him. People need to see the love of God in you. People need to know that you, you are an ambassador for him. We need to stand up and be counted. When the politicians walk through the door, they're coming to get prayer and not do a speech or not soliciting or campaigning. And the next time a politician's in, in your presence, ask them, when are you going to campaign? When is your platform going to be on God's love? There has never been a platform on God's love. It's time to make that change. Platform, not abortion, not gun rights, but the love of God. The love of God. Father God, we thank you for this day. We praise you, honor you, and we give you glory because you're worthy. Now, Lord, this word that's going forth, I pray that it will penetrate our hearts and give us understanding. Give us some, some knowledge of what you want for us to do. Give us an understanding of how we can go about to make that change. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us. Thank you, Lord, for supplying our every need. And now, as we leave this place, go with us. Let a word be shared. Let the sick receive the word of God and be healed, be made whole. Let empty, empty bank accounts be filled for your glory. Let the hospitals be empty. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We honor you because you're worthy to be honored. You're worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for this man of God one more time. We want to say thank you to all of you for being here today. A couple of good news. Our musician way back there, Brother Orlando Wodges, he just got married. Amen. Oh, let's rejoice. Amen. That is a blessing. We say congratulations, my brother. I thank you and I thank God for you. That's doing the right thing. Amen. Also, I mentioned to you, they're going to be doing the funeral or homecoming for the gentleman that was killed. Um, we may need those of you who are in technical and music and all that. Um, please take note that this is a community affair. So it's sometimes we have to go through that, you know. Um, we're not charging them anything. They have all their national people coming in. Every time somebody gets hurt or some justice is involved, they, they all gather from civil rights leaders all over the, the country. Uh, so if you're called upon to come and do something, please make yourself available. Um, we are the host. And I have to confess to you, years ago, uh, in this town, when things happen, we use Peabody Hall. Any major concert, we go to Peabody. And then somewhere along the way, they start to go to Mount Zion, over there on Rapids. And I remember praying that the day will come then everything going on that involves this community will be right here. So be careful what you pray for, you know. So, um, and we are in this season now, so we have to make ourselves available. Um, all minds clear? Is there anything else we need to know? Oh, thank you. Where's Ma Madam Secretary? What's the date, ma'am? All right. Also, on Sunday, there is a basketball game between the pastors of this church and the, and the deacons of this church. So if you just want to have a good... You want to see your deacons get whooped? Just come. It will be a good, <laughs> a good time to see to see all of them beating down. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so the, <laughs> I know Deacon Willie Jackson has been praying about it, but <laughs> but, but they're going to need a whole lot more than one man praying. So. On Saturday, the, the funeral is here. On Sunday at 5 p.m., we're, we're going to have the basketball tournament. 
Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Do you know Sister Jesse? Oh, 19th is a Saturday. Uh, okay. Thank you. Somebody have common sense. Uh, oh, they put it on the screen. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> so that means in the morning, we'll come and bury the dead. And in the evening, we'll play basketball. All right. All minds clear? Thank you so much. Shall we all stand? Pastor, We again, we welcome you and thank you for your time with us today. Choir, we appreciate you. You all did really good. You know why? Because you sing with the pastor. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for what we have seen, for what we have heard. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest, rule, and abide with everyone from now on and forevermore. And the church say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. If you're looking for a church home, our pastor will wait for you up front to welcome you and to thank you for your interest. New members, come forward. New believers, come forward. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Good morning and welcome Zion Hill to our worship service on today. But before we worship, Stay tuned for our weekly announcements. First Lady Elizabeth Joy Darab would like to invite you to become a part of the new creation women's ministry. The first meeting has been rescheduled for November 14th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. in the Family Life Center's executive lobby. Hope to see you there from our First Lady, Sister Elizabeth Joy Dara. inevitable maverick you kind of headed for extinction maybe so sir but not today in our efforts to make our world a better place god has given our pastor the vision to build a state-of-the-art youth complex right here at zion hill by simply sowing a monthly seed of only $19.25 for one year, we will be able to build a safe and exciting place for young people to hang out, play games, socialize, and come into a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Ladies, it's time to move that body. The Ladies Exercise Fellowship will take place every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, please contact Sister Ophelia Allen 
or Sister Mary Boyd Smith. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256 or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today. Or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thanks again for joining us in worship today. We pray that you have a blessed week. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. God is good. All the